0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Did You Play with your host, me, James. And this week, we are focusing on Borderlands 1, the original, not the extended version, from 2009. This will be our third episode, and now it's been a while since we've done an episode, like many a month. But I'm going to try and be doing these more consistently, once a week, hopefully. Um, I better get some bits out of the way first before I throw you straight into the podcast today I'll be alone there'll be no one with me on my lonesome talking through the wonderful world of Borderlands 1 uh, it's a great game you'll find out later there are some things I have problems with there are some things that I love but overall I think it's a fantastic game uh, before we get there though I just want to make sure you guys know that I have a twitch page justjames at atup over at Twitch, sorry I messed that up nearly, it's only been about 33 seconds so far, uh, there every Thursday I'll be streaming the games that we'll be doing for the podcast, um, and then we'll be recording them on the Friday to get them ready for the weekend, now this week that won't be happening, because I've already played Borderlands 1 to an absolutely outrageous extent, however in the future I would like to have some different games to play, preferably older games, bef- way before 2009 if possible, things I haven't played, it's all very well doing stuff that I have played, but... I would like to get a new impression on some games, especially things like GRPGs, which I just don't play. I never really got into them, but I would like to give them a go just to see what they're like. That being said, the rest of the week I do stream as well. I'm mainly an Overwatch 2 streamer, but I love doing this podcast once a week. So if you want to head over there, you can always check out our Discord as well. If you pop into the Twitch chat, you can exclamation mark Discord and it will send you an invite. There, there is a section in one of our in our channel under a category cool podcast. Where you can give me suggestions and stuff. So anything that comes to mind. Games you love. Games you hate. I don't really care how bad or good it is to be honest. I'd love to play it. I don't think there's a game that I would say no to. In retrospect. But I guess we'll find out when I play it. And it's probably ass and I hate it. And I think you're just a complete shithead for suggesting the game to me. But until that happens. Let's find out. Um, So without further ado. I guess I'll load up some music and let you guys talk to me in the wait future yes because I haven't recorded it yet no wait past because I already recorded it and let you guys think what fit well let you guys hear what I think about Borderlands 1 Alright then, this is it, Borderlands 1. Now, before I start, um, I do think this game is incredible. I think it's incredible because what it did to the loot and shoot franchise. I mean, before this, I generally can't think of any other games that are like it. I mean, you have Path of Exile, but I don't really think that counts. It is technically a loot and shoot, but it's loot, magic and slash, I guess. But Borderlands 1 is just... oh. Now, I, I will be honest, that is some nostalgia. It came out in 2009, this game. And I bought it, I think, when I was 14, 15 at the time. So there will be some nostalgia, the rose-tinted glasses and all that. But I do think the game is incredibly good. Now, there are some really bad things about this game. Um, Things that, for the time, other games did. Um, Even before that, like years before that, other games did. But this game, for some reason, didn't. Uh, I'm not really sure why. It kind of felt like it was half-complete when it was released. I don't really know much about the studio or what they did or what they were like during that time, but I guess we'll have to find out. So, without further ado, I think we should start with Borderlands 1. Um, I'm going to start with the bad things, get them out of the way. Don't get me wrong, as much as I love this game, there are a lot of bad things, a lot of bad things. Some things that are annoying as all hell, but I am excited to just sort of power through them and uh, see what I can talk about, to be honest. Um, One of the biggest things I would say in the In this game one of the biggest problems when i was playing it actually no let's 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 not start that yet because there's two versions of this game as well sorry i'm going all over the place this is bad it's the first podcast like in ages and i have written a script that i'm just simply not paying attention to even though it is clearly in the screen in front of me but we'll we'll gloss over that for now um there are two versions of borderlands one there's the original one from 2009 and then they made an enhanced edition um i played both obviously i played the enhanced edition the enhanced edition actually fixed i want to say fixed there's a lot of good quality of life changes but there are also some things that didn't change at all which is a massive problem considering how many oh how many painful mechanics were in this original game that they didn't fix in the enhanced version plus there was a couple of broken skills and class mods and stuff that they simply didn't fix as well. I mean, there's a lot of bugs they fix, and the game looks good, but yeah. But um, for the for this podcast, are we talking about the original Borderlands 1, not the Enhanced Edition? Um, Just to get out of the way, the Enhanced Edition, it kind of added a few more things, like it added special gearbox weapons, it added a mini-map, it added more red chests, the quality in the red chests was superior, like you just got good shit out of the red chests. Like, you got good fucking shit out of the red chests. Um, unlike in the original Borderlands 1 where you, if you got a blue, you were like, oh, oh, I'm stoked. But you actually got legendaries and stuff, um, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, they did a lot of bug fixing. They fixed a lot of, like, texture issues, UV mapping issues, uh, collision issues. Um, other than that, I can't really think of much else. Um, they did add... Oh, that's another thing they did. They, added, they actually added loot to the end of bosses for once, which in Borderlands 1, the original one, they didn't have. But we'll, we'll get to that uh when we get to it basically but for now as I'm clearing things up we're going to start with Borderlands 1 the original one from 2009 god that was a mess of an intro anyway so let's start things off the biggest problem I have honestly where do I start with bad things like bad things are a lot of there's a lot of problems like in the original one uh actually I said the biggest thing fast travel I'm just saying it now there was no fast travel Fast travel was such a pain in the old world. Considering you had Oblivion, which came out in 2006, that had fast travel, um, this game didn't have it. I mean, technically, you could go to your the new U station, and it would take you to the start of each map, which you think would be fine, right? So you could, you could start in Firestone, and then you could load it up, and then you'd go to New Haven. The problem is, it only gave you Firestone, it only gave you New Haven, so then you had to travel within that map. And that wouldn't be so bad if the vehicles didn't suck complete ass. And by vehicles I mean the one vehicle that's in the game unless you have the expansion pack General Knox. It which is fair, but you can't even use that in the main game anyway. That's only available in Tartarus Junction. So yeah, that's a massive pain. The biggest pain with the fast travel though, beyond a doubt, is the fact that if you're doing one of the DLCs, say for instance you're doing uh Dr Z, right? You're doing the zombie one. Fantastic DLC. In fact, all the DLCs are good. We'll gloss over that, but Moxie Under is kind of crap. But we'll ignore that. If you go to Jacob's Cove and you think, "Oh, right, crap," so so I've, I've gone through Jacob's Cove. There's no vehicles in, the, in that DLC, by the way. So you have to do all your running with the really annoying <laughs> panting, like you're constantly out of breath. But we'll push through, and you keep going. You go through Jacob's Cove. You go to one of the one of the next areas. You load through that, and you go through most of it. You think, "Oh shit, wait, dinner's ready. Uh, Mum's calling me. Oh, wait a minute, I have to go pick up this phone. I have to go out and help my caterpillar." or something, I'm not really sure I was going with that one, and you leave it, you think, okay, so I'm going to spawn in the area that I just left. No, 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 no. You spawn all the way back at the start of Jacob's Cove. In the DLCs, none of the fast travel points, or any of the extra maps besides the main map you start in. So, for instance, Jacob's Cove, you start in Jacob's Cove. If you go to a new area, out of any of the new areas that are in that entire DLC, if you leave the game, you don't spawn there, because for some reason that would be too good. No, that means if you leave, you have to run all the way through. You have to fight through 20,000 pissing zombies who vomit on you, who slow you down, who just get in the way. Most of the time, the zombies are just more irritating than actually difficult to fight, but yeah. And then you can finally get through all the way to the start, all the way back to where you were, and you think, oh my God, i just wasted another 25 minutes doing that, because you don't move fast. Even with sprinting, you don't move fast, especially with the Chunder zombies. They are holding you hostage most of the time. Oh my god. Honestly, that's probably that's honestly my biggest gripe of this game. Um, is the fast travel. Uh the vehicles do suck. The original oh yeah, but the, the fast travel system was incredibly painful. Especially if you wanted to go back to somewhere. Um and you knew you had like you could find loot or something. Oh actually that's another thing. That's another thing we can segue into actually, is the loot. Loot in original Borderlands 1 was a massive pain. Um, like I mentioned, the Enhanced Edition added loads of red chests and buffed the red chests, so they actually gave you good shit. That didn't happen in the original Borderlands 1. I remember distinctly when I was like playing the original Borderlands 1, that most of the good loot I got was actually from lockers. I remember finding dozens of mashers. Um, if you know what the masher is, it's like a revolver, but it fires like a shotgun, but it's got a really, really tight spread. And each pellet could be a headshot and stuff. It's really, really good. Really, really good shot. Uh, pistol shotgun, but it counts as a revolver. Um, incredible weapon. And I just remember finding loads of good shit from lockers. Like, I was thinking, oh, this red chest would be amazing. Fuck, it's terrible. There's nothing in here. How is a red chest nothing? They open a locker and I get a purple mushroom. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. And then you find, like, purple class mods and I find decent grenade mods. I'm like, why, is, why, why in the lockers do I have better luck? Um... But that's also, that's, that was a massive problem as well. And the fact you couldn't farm bosses as well for loot. Oh, my God. Besides... Oh, that was so frustrating. I couldn't re bosses. Not that bosses dropped good things anyway. But you just... You couldn't fight them again. Like, if you killed them, most of them you just... You sure couldn't fight the end. So they didn't drop something you wanted. You had to I had to all F4 out and think, all right, now I've got to try again. Hopefully I get something good. And even if you do drop something good, it might not even be the right level. Because the leveling system in this game was absolutely fucked. Like if you were twenty nine for instance and you were fighting level thirty one enemies it felt like you were just spitting at them, but they were hitting you with a small train and then if you went at one level it felt like you're both actually firing bullets at each other and then if you were level above them it felt like you were crushing them with a ton of bricks and then they were throwing potatoes back at you so that was really weird especially with the weapons as well like weapons but the thing is though that felt it's weird though because even though you were a weird level like twenty nine to thirty or like you're fighting thirty one enemies your weapons could be level 14 in this game, and they would still kick ass. Like, if you had a purple weapon, they were actually just obnoxiously strong for so long in the game. Even True Vault Hunter, um, which is... So, like, if you beat the main storyline in the normal mode, you get a, a second playthrough. Uh, it didn't used to be called True Vault Hunter mode. That was where it was named in Borderlands 2 and on. I can't remember what it's. called. I think it was literally just called Playthrough 1 and 2. So, like, when you beat the first playthrough the second playthrough... And basically, the enemies are supposed to drop better loot. (laughs) Supposed to. Um, They were tougher, and they're different names. Um, Like, two out of those three things kind of worked. The naming conventions were 100% correct. The enemy, like, how dangerous they were? Eh. Eh. (laughs) Kind of. I wouldn't say they were particularly strong compared to playthrough one, but they were stronger. Um, And you were meant to get better loot, but you just, you straight up did not get better loot. Like, it just didn't happen. At all. It was impossible. Um... Which was such a shame. Um, because, like, most of the stuff, the red chest didn't work. Enemies didn't drop good stuff. Even badass enemies barely dropped anything good. They dropped a dollar. Like, you got dollar bills real quick in that game. Well, to be fair, the first, like, 15, 20 levels, dollar bills felt like they were literally gold dust. Like, you used to get, like, you used to open one of the safes and you used to get, like, five bucks. And you used to think, cool, cool, cool. Let me go to the vendor. And 25 grand. Wicked. Wicked. Oh, shit. That's actually a good point. I remember um, when I first played the game, like, you, you have to. I can't remember if you have to be. I think you have to be. You have to do. You have to basically do a couple of quests, and you unlock um, Marcus, who's like the amni- ammunition's expert in the game. He's like this cheapskate Russian guy. He's fucking hilarious. Actually, I feel most of the characters are hilarious. I need to talk about the characters later on, but we'll uh, we'll get to that later. Anyway, he opens up this vendor, and you have to buy a grenade for a quest for TK Baha, and you open up and you get like the weapon selection. And I remember, <laughs> I remember all the time. I used to buy a grenade for the quest, and then I used to go to the weapons. I think, oh, there's so many good weapons, and I literally couldn't afford anything. Even the common weapons were out of my were completely out of my reach, like, I physically could not buy them, it was so frustrating, so I had a bit of a sip of tea there, um, it was so annoying that I just physically couldn't pick up anything, to be fair, it, in but in, it didn't matter, in retrospect, I used to think, oh, that's so sad, but then, like, my common pistols, repeaters, revolvers, snipers, were just doing absolute bits and pieces, so it, it, it didn't really matter. Um, oh god sniper rifles the, the aiming on sniper rifles was so ass you had like this really weird dot on them like you're supposed to aim where you obviously wanted to pimp, put their head to pop them but in, it was never true because bullets had bullet travel but you used to get n- no regs all the time like you'd fire and it would just try and hit something you know it hit something or like hit the bottom of their chest you're like bro that's that was aiming on their head um, but you had like <laughs> over long range or even long range like I don't know 100 in game yards um, which I don't know. I don't know anything about sniping, but I feel like that's not particularly far. And you, you fire and it just hits them in the chest. You think, bro, I was literally aiming at their head, but the bullet travels. Um, unless you have like a high proficiency, the bullet just. it go fucking anywhere. It, it actually could just go anywhere. It was just so irritating. Um, but yeah, that was. Oh, man. I kind of went on a, a tangent there and I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, it was the Marcus Weapon Vendor thing, but they were terrible. Oh, my goodness. And the level system is kind of broken. Considering. Yeah. Oh, the level system. Yeah, that was it. Plus the challenges in Borderlands 1 are... used to give you XP. Which I think was a bad... In fact, I think it was a bad thing. Because the level system was broke. So if as long as you complete your challenges, it was okay. It, it, it like it made up for it. Um, which I do not really mind in complete honesty. It wasn't that bad. Um, one of the things have been annoying about Borderlands... One thing's... I don't think I don't think some of the things are like irritating, but I wouldn't say that I would mark down the game for them. Like when you walk over ammo and money, I want it to pick up automatically. Um that's really annoying that it doesn't do that. In the enhanced edition it did, I remember, they fixed that. And you could press and hold the button to collect like a big group of ammo and money. Like if you look at money in Borderlands One, if you if you like kill like five people and they drop a shite ton of dollar bills and ammunition for you, right? You have to go over to them and smash your E button really really fast basically just to collect them all but then they updated that that like they did in the later borderlands games where you just press and hold it and it collects everything within your i think it's anything within your fov um not the fov was particularly big back in those days it was like what low as shit which is really annoying because fovs hello fov is the most frustrating thing in the world sorry about that guys i had to go and get the door quickly uh where were we i can't remember what we're talking about to be honest there was something it was something really something we were griping about I think it was, it was picking up, oh yeah, that was it, picking up items in Borderlands, that was such a massive pain, um, but to be fair, I wouldn't actually mark the game down for that, uh, it was annoying, but it really wasn't the end of the world, um, there's more of a quality of life thing that like they fixed in Enhanced Edition, but I think in the original Borderlands, I didn't really care too much about it when I played, um, the biggest things I cared about is that how much fucking walking there was because of no fast travel, like that is, oh, that is genuinely the worst thing. That is 100% the worst part of this. Like, the fact it t- takes you so long to get around. And not even everywhere has vehicles. Like, so few areas actually have vehicles to get around. That is just... Oh, that's irritating as hell. Absolutely irritating as hell. Oh, my God. And if you and your vehicle wasn't even very strong either. So if you got shot by, like, five people or you got shot by an electric weapon, which seemed to do shit tons to vehicles for some reason. Oh, and corrosive did. You um, just blew up and it instantly killed you. Oh, my God. That was if you debt down as well. Oh, my God. Being down in this game is the most... I love the mechanic, but it's the most frustrating thing in Borderlands 1 because it's such a cheap way to lose. Um, If you get down... So basically, if you don't know this, if you lose all your shield and health, you're going to fight for your life. And if you get a kill and fight for your life, you come back up with... I think it's full shields, but not full health, or full health, but not full shields. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, It's one of the two. Anyway, the problem is in Borderlands 1, you can't move and you can't ADS, right? And gun accuracy in that game... Isn't good at the best of times. Even with a high weapon proficiency, or like you have skills in your trees, it still isn't good. It's absolutely shite. So when you go down, I'm just thinking, oh my god, no, no, I can't kill anything. I can't hit anything. Sometimes you get lucky. Um I used to carry a rocket launcher just to like randomly fire to hope I hit someone, but it, it never went well. Like it never ever went well. And the worst thing is the most frustrating part of that is the fact that if enemies, if you get downed and the AI force the fucking enemies to like retreat behind cover, so you think okay cool, you've got this mechanic that lets me kill someone but then for some reason the AI always retreats to cover so I can't physically kill anything and if you go down as well, say you're Roland and you go down, your action skills like his turret, um, it's a stationary turret, it's really shit to be fair it only fires like 180 degrees, it's so bad but anyway, yeah, <laughs> if you go down it disappears, so you can't even rely on your turret and I think with Mordecai and Bloodwing, he's basically chuck a chuck a bird at enemies, like throwing a magpie at people, it does... I think it disappears as well. So you can't even rely on your action skill to actually do something. I'm pretty sure that, that happens in later games as well, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, it's oh, it's just infuriating. It is so annoying that that happens. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, Just thinking about it now, many times I've died randomly. Like I've died to a random rocket and I'm behind a wall and I'm thinking, oh, if I go around this oh, I can't move from around this corner. And I'm like a foot away from someone. If I just thinking if I just move literally like six inches, I can go around, pop them, and I'll be fine. Absolutely fine. But no, that's uh that would be way too easy. That'd be way too easy. Oh. Oh Alright. Uh I'm trying to think of, any of the bad things when people want to do the good things. Because there's so many things in this game that are frustrating. Oh my god. Um I don't really know, to be honest. I can't think of anything else off top of... I haven't written anything else down. And I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Oh, I guess some of the bosses, actually. I actually want to talk about some of the bosses. Because some of the bosses are ridiculous. Um, most of them are quite easy. Um, there's no really... There's no, like, bullet sponges in this game. I guess in the DLC, uh, the raid bosses... Familius? Oh, shit, I can't remember his name. God, I've played this game it's so long. The Invincible boss. I can't remember his name. But yeah, him. He's, uh... He's like tough, but I wouldn't say. No, he's a bullet sponge though. There's no actual like bullet sponge bosses. There are some bosses that are fucking infuriating though. Um, one of them is I think his name's Mad Max. He like it's like a, it's supposed to be like a. Basically, it's supposed to be like this vehicle boss battle, right? You have to defeat him to get through to New Haven, and the I guess the idea they made when they were design designing this boss was you get in your vehicle, you basically lock onto him and you just try and shoot him. The problem is his Vehicle is like a monster truck, and you're basically in this little Mini Cooper. Like there, there, there's nothing you can do, and you're basically just pepper spraying him. You're not actually shooting bullets at him; it does nothing to him. um And plus, there's like three other vehicles around it that are shooting you. There's loads of psychos and, and badasses that run out from the cave in this little area. And if you jump down, it's like in a little um like cage. And if you take the ramp and you jump into it, you can't actually get out with your vehicle, so you think, oh, okay, so I might as well just die in the vehicle, and then obviously if you respawn, you have to do all that again, which is infuriating. So the, the best way to actually do it is to sit on the ramp, like, jump, crouch, spam, in and out of the ramp, and just shoot him with your regular weapons, because you, it, there's no point using the vehicles, because the vehicles are so shit. The vehicle is so shit, because there's no damage. Um That boss is really annoying. I mean, it's fine. If you know to do that, it's really easy to kill him, but it's just a stupid design. Plus, I really hate, like, battles that are boss battles that are like i guess turret based vehicle based ones where you have to rely on the vehicle you're in i mean if you're playing f-zero it kind of makes sense or like star wars squadron that is the entire game but if i'm playing an fps like loot and shoot i don't want to be in a fucking car while fighting a boss who's also in a car i don't mind being outside of the car but yeah i think that's really annoying that's that's just a really irritating boss It's, it's just poorly i think it's less irritating it's just poorly designed in my opinion um because once you know the strategy he's a piece of piss like he's just fucking nothing to you he's so easy to kill um i'm trying to think who else who else is a really irritating boss to fight like just you just i'm just like every time i play the game i'm like oh i don't want to have to do this oh i think baron flint he's like is he the penultimate boss beside behind the destroyer like the final boss of the game Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, there will be spoilers in this, but to be fair, the story is kind of ass, and the game's been out for, like, wait a minute, what are we in now? 14 years? So if you haven't played it, that's not my fault. Um, But I just don't... I think Baron Flint, basically, he's on this, um like, giant oil rig, and he has these two, like, badasses that pop out. One, I think one melee and one, like, a shotgunner, but they're, like, boss stats, so, like, boss damage and boss health, plus Baron Flint. And you have to try and you don't have to kill them first, but it's a pain to fight Baron Flint because the weapon he has he has like this freaking it's a shotgun, but it fires missiles right, and they're completely random. I think they're completely random. It just fire it just goes and just fires like the entire magazine, which is like six or eight, and they just go absolutely everywhere, destroying everything. Um, And the problem is bosses don't take self damage, so if I used that weapon and I shot one bullet to my foot, I would instantly die. That's another thing actually. Self damage in this game is outrageous. Like it's so it's so high i think that's because of the way the stats are made in this game like you have you have quite a low health pool compared to enemies but you have really high damage output so if you shoot yourself it doesn't like scale it down for your health you just take the full amount of damage and it fucks you up like it, it will just one shot if you fire like grenades you could probably do two or three because you can like grenade bounce that's a whole different thing but like if you fire rockets you're dead you fire a rock at your feet you, uh, that's the curtains there is no coming back from that and then you're stuck in fight for your life and you're sitting there like oh i need to i regret my life choices right about now like i regret everything oh gosh these more tea guys i'm my throat is getting chapped i've been 20 minutes goodness me um but yeah it's just that boss is annoying because you can't it's so hard to, you can't go too near to him because he'll just blow you the fuck up. And then there's barely any enemies that spawn to get out of the last stand, which again you can't move and you can't ADS. So yeah, that that is a big pain. Oh my god, I think my cat just jumped everywhere. Oh, smudge, you're terrifying me, my friend. But yeah, I'd say that's probably the two most annoying bosses. I don't think are any other bosses that are like particularly irritating. There's no like enemies that annoy me in this game compared to later Borderlands titles. I don't think there's any enemies that I'm like, oh my god, I dread I dread to fight you. I hate fighting you so much. Um am trying to think, i through the others. Uh, no, I think there is. I don't think there's anything that's terrif- that terrifying, to be honest. There's nothing that dangerous. I mean, some things are annoying, but I wouldn't say I'm like, I really fucking hate fighting them. not like Stalkers from Borderlands 2, little cloaking invisible shit. Oh, those bastards are so annoying. I fucking hate stalkers. They are probably my least favorite. Especially rabid stalkers. The things move at like Mach fifty, and my I'm just spam my, my mouse hand is just going like left and right, and like uh, like I'm cleaning a window trying to hit the damn things. Massive pain in the ass. But um, no, I think that's it. I think that's probably it for things that are bad. And now it sounds like I've been shitting on this game for twenty two minutes, but I do like this game. I do honestly. There's just a lot of things that are very annoying in this game. Some of them are mechanic based. Some of them are just poor game design. Um, some of them, I don't think, matter too much. Like, I think some of them are just for a game of its time, uh, to be honest. But things like fast travel, man, that's just ridiculous. Like, Oblivion in 2006 fucking had fast travel, and you can't fast travel between, like, locations that make sense. To be fair, even Borderlands 2 and pre-sequel didn't have them either. They they didn't learn until Borderlands fucking 3 about far travel it's so annoying having to walk through enemies constantly well not enemies but just walking through dead empty spaces um because I mean, the game looks good but a lot of the maps are just empty like there is fucking nothing there like abs- there's just absolutely nothing there and it's so annoying to have to like walk in between walk through to get to everything oh it's just it's just far travel like come on why can't they put an enhanced edition jesus christ all right Anyway, let's move on to the good things. Um, The good things, there's there's loads of shit out of good things. Um, I mean, the entire game is pretty good, minus those small bits. But, like, yeah, we'll push past that. Um, I guess characters to begin with, ones you choose, you choose between... So in this game, you choose between four characters, and they have, like, different skill sets, like different action skills and perk trees and such. And you get, like, Lilith is a siren, who can, like, turn invisible and blow shit up. Uh, Roland's, like, this uh, ex-military soldier... Ex-soldier, ex-military soldier. -soldier. (laughs) Ex-soldier who has this turret that I was talking about, that, like, it's pretty ass, it's got, like, this tiny shield that does fucking nothing when you deploy it, and then it's got, like, a, the turret fires, but it only has, like, 180 degree of movement, so the enemy comes behind the turret, the turret can't do shit, basically, um, and then you only throw it, like, you throw it like it weighs 17 tons, it, it, it lands, like, three feet in front of you, um, which is pretty awful, to be honest, but it is what it is, um, and then you have Brick, who's, like, this massive, hulking slab of meat who just punches shit and then Mordecai who's like this I guess he's the sniper guy I'd say he is and he has like this pet bloodwing who you just dash at enemies and then he tries to kill things never usually does but it's kind of cool um Battle of is my favourite when I was a kid I'd say it was always bricks. because I just loved his old his uh, action skill where he just went around punching stuff I and mean, it never really did any damage even if you heavily invest in like melee it never felt like he did much damage um, it felt like you were doing more damage yourself, I've running into like 36 enemies, but it was quite cool. Um I really like Mordicott as well, because he had like loads of cool bonuses for his like pistols, and I like the snipers in the game, even though they're a pain, they hit like a truck. Um Roland was cool because he did shotguns, and shotguns. Like you have weapon proficiencies in the game, and the more you use a weapon, it goes up so it goes at like level one two three four and each level you go up it increases certain attributes of the weapon certain stats and for shotgun stake i think it increases like fire rate accuracy what was it increased reload speed i think so basically say you had a weapon a shotgun that like say at like 10 yards barely had a headshot by your like level five that thing was hitting headshots all day like the choke used to get so small that it's basically a sniper rifle the shotguns and it just with weapon proficiencies it just became so broken Um, because if you played a certain weapon and just owned that weapon your weapon efficiency used to skyrocket and they were just they were unbalanced weapon efficiencies like uh, (laughs) it was so dumb especially ones that gave you bonus I think some of them gave you bonus damage as well like the repeater one I think gave you bonus damage fire rate and reload speed which is just fucking bonkers because some of the repeaters were strong I think revolvers did the same I don't think any of them gave you magazine size mind you I think they were mostly accuracy rate of fire recall damage stuff like that Uh, but they were broken yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I just like Roland as well because you just had combat shotguns. These become OP and combat rifles They were literally just like bullet hoses. You just held down the trigger and you never had to stop firing. It was pretty cool. It was it was pretty cool. I won't lie to you. <laughs> oh, but uh, honestly, the four Vault Hunters are a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that's what they're called as well, Vault Hunters. Um, I haven't really talked about the story either, have I? To be honest, I probably should give a, a brief rundown. Um, again, spoilers, people. Um, so basically, you go to this planet called Pandora. In search of this legend, it's legend called the Vault, which is supposed to be like this alien prison safe vault that houses incredible weapon art, alien artifacts like weapons, plans, vehicles, uh, I don't know, tools, whatever it could be. And you go to this planet Pandora to try and find it, and you choose one of the four Vault Hunters, and basically, you have to just like earn the trust of the locals. Um, and quite quickly, you find out that the vault is real, even though everyone, who <laughs> you talk to in the first like hour of the game says it's just a myth. Um, but you find like pieces of the vault key. Um, you have to basically just build the vault key, and then you have to go to the vault. Essentially, I mean, there's more to it than that, but that is like the brief, I guess, synopsis of the of the game. You basically have to go to the, you go to the planet, you have to find the vault fragment, vault key fragments, you have to build it. Which, to be fair, you don't build it. Your friend Tannis does. And then you have to go and put the vault key in the thing, kill the boss, and then yeah, stuff like basically that's it. And then along the way, you have like different bandits and stuff. You have to fight, and you have to fight an army, the Crimson Lance, um, which are from I think they're were Atlas, weren't they? Yeah, they were a pain in the ass, like these heavily armored dudes. Um, but yeah, that's basically the story. Probably should have got that out of the way to begin with, to be honest. But I guess. That probably would have been a bad thing because the story the story is kind of shockingly bad to be honest. Like you don't you don't play this game for the story because like nothing happens. Like there's no talking or anything in this game. Literally everything you do when you interact with the player, you basically just hit enter and you read off their time. It's like it's like um, have you guys ever played Morrowind? Like when you when you read things it, every time you talk to someone, you read it. You have the text box comes up. You don't actually there's no actual voice lines. Um. Unless it's a cutscene, and there's a cutscene, there's like I don't know how many cutscenes in the game, maybe three or four. There's not many. Um, that's the only time the actual NPCs speak, um, and the rest of the time you just have to read text boxes, and they have like quips and stuff, but they're all from, they all sound like they from South America, Missouri, and they all talk with the funniest accents. Um, but yeah, that's just that's that's kind of annoying to be fair though, because like the first times I played it, I read through it, and then after that I couldn't be bothered, but obviously having only read it once in my life, I can't really remember what everyone says, not that it matters, because there's not really much to the story, you find a vault, you kill boss, that's literally it, that's the entire game, but um, yeah, I thought that was just, <laughs> it's just funny, it's just funny listening to them, just randomly talking in the background, while apparently they're talking, because you're reading their text boxes, um, that was always weird, Uh oh my god yeah <laughs> that was strange there are some great characters in this game though like moxie i don't think yeah moxie don't meet until the dlc her dlc which we'll get to is just moxie Undone is just the most dreadful piece of shit ever designed on the fact it's the worst dlc I think i've ever played in my entire life and i've played a lot of dlcs it is truly awful um but you've got some other characters like marcus you first meet in the star. he's like this he basically just wants he basically um he reminds me of mr he's like mr Krabs, but in the borderlands thing he completely influenced by money he has no desire to do refunds doesn't care about customer service like if you buy something from him he will charge you full price and then you have to pay pay out the extras like you buy a gun you have to buy a trigger from him or you have to buy the stock or the bullet separate it's like oh full price only and you sell them back to him at like a twentieth of the price or something you bought them from, but no, he's he's hilarious because like when you talk to the vendors in the game, where you buy like money ammo uh, ammo weapons, sorry, <laughs> he's the one that runs them, and he has hilarious quips in the game. Um, when you like activate the vendor and you leave the vendor, it's so good. Um, who else is there? There's, oh, it's Doctor Ned. Ned's fantastic as well. Um. Zed or Ned? I actually can't remember. I was a confused between. No, it's Zed, isn't it? And then Dr. Ned's the uh, <laughs> it's the one from Jacob's cove. But Zed's really cool. I like Zed a lot. He's he's hilarious. He's like this doctor without a license. He's not a doctor though, he hasn't got a license. And he just mentions it all the time. And like he tries to help people, but he's just always like, I'm definitely made this worse. This has <laughs> definitely not got any better. Um He's fantastic. He's like you meet him at the start of the game for like some small challenges, um, starting missions, and after that you don't really see him again. Um, <laughs> he's just so funny. Oh my god, who else is like? Oh, Sku is hilarious as well. He's like this mechanic you have to meet when you first get to New Haven. Oh, the shit he comes up with. He says some of the best lines in the world. Half the stuff I don't understand. Like when I was a kid, I didn't actually understand what he said. Not because I didn't know what they were, but I physically could not understand his accent. So I had to pop audio subtitles on. So I could understand what Scoot was saying. And even after reading them, they still made zero shitting sense to me. Like, some of the stuff he said makes no sense. I guess it makes sense to some people if you're, like, from wherever he's from. I don't know where the Christ he's from, but, like, yeah, he's just a fan... He's just hilarious. Absolutely hilarious character because the stuff he says, the stuff he comes up with. Um, I guess i could mention Claptrap as well. I should mention Claptrap, to be fair. He's, like, the... Is he the poster child of Borderlands? I guess so. I guess so, because he's in every single game. I used to love Claptrap in, like, Borderlands 1. Uh, I thought it was good in Borderlands 2. But, like, after a while, the novelty wore off. (laughs) After, like, 14 fucking years of playing Borderlands, Claptrap's gone from being hilarious robot to this annoying turd. And then when Borderlands 3 came out, he was even more annoying. So I don't really have... I don't really have any feelings towards Claptrap anymore, like, I used to think he was great, but I don't really care, um, for those of you who don't know, Claptrap's like this robot who helps you, he's like a, uh, is it stands for CL4TP, is a Claptrap unit, they're, like, they're like these, um, I guess personal organiser robots, they just sort of do menial tasks for you, if you have them, they're made by the Hyperion Corporation, oh my god, it's about the Hyperion Corporation as well, shit, yeah, anyway, um, and basically he, um, just helps you with certain things and like gives you reminders. Oh my god, that's one thing that used to fucking irritate the hell out of me. Oh side quests. Oh my god, you have you have like bounty boards. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent again. You have like bounty boards in the game, and if you didn't select, you, if if every time you completed a milestone in the story, you unlocked more like uh, side quests in the game, which is great, fantastic. But the problem is, every single time you went to a new fucking area. Claptrap used to come and say... Local Traveller... There are new missions available at the New Haven Bounty Board. So unless you went back to New Haven... You picked up those quests... He would keep doing that... Every time you loaded into an area... Every time you did something... He would say, Hello Traveller... like... Please... Shut up. And it was so annoying... Because it used to get side... Especially when later in the game... used to get side quests so quickly... <laughs> that every time you picked them up, you'd left, I'd be like, okay, there's one mission, and you'd hear just instantly hear, hello, i think, oh, you bastard, I just picked up, like, 17 quests. Most of them aren't even good to do, because they don't give you loot, they just give you dollar bills, and they're level-capped as well. So even if, if you do get the weapon, or a shield from it, or a mod or some shit like that, it's not going to be good, because it's level-capped. Oh, it, that was actually so infuriating. Oh, my tea's getting a little bit chilly now, well, my it has been half an hour, in fairness. So I'm not too surprised. Um, but yeah, Claptrap. I don't really care about him anymore. He's he's not that great. Um, I just think he's novelty's worn off. He's just a bit of an annoying turn now. Um, other things we talk about, I guess. I also talk about like what Borderlands One is because this is, this is something that's really good about the game. Although there's no story, there's loads of like expanded lore in the game. Like um, you have these. You have your weapons. Some of the weapons in this game are... I'll be honest, weapons in this game are pretty sick. They got be- They get better as the games go on, obviously, because as technology gets better, they just get superior. But uh, considering they're, like, randomized as well, the parts and pieces and stuff, and you can get, like, hybrids where, like, two different types mash together, um, they're really cool. Um, there's some really good weapons in this game. And basically, all the weapons are divided into uh, weapon manufacturers. So you have, like, Atlas, you have... Atlas, who are, like, the Crimson Lance... Um, add to their own weapons who are like really rich really well-made weapons hyperion who are supposed to be like i think they focus on accuracy i think they're still doing that they had sns munitions which are like the dirt cheap ones they're like weapons for everyone so is td or sns munitions have like that's it sns munitions have massive magazines and then you have like um what else did you have you had oh td which are like your plastic guns <laughs> they're like the dirt cheapest guns they're the guns for kids, basically, is what I imagine they'd try and sell them to in the Borderlands universe, which they probably do to be fair. Marcus a hundred fucking percent does. Um and you have Malawan which only produce elemental weapons. Um also you have our Jacobs, which are like how do you try Jacobs? They're old fashioned weapons. They're like all made of wood, but apparent but they just hit like a fucking truck when you use them. Um uh, they're supposed to be really high stopping power weapons, like absolute demons. Like, t- each one's a tank barrel, essentially. <laughs> um, even the revolvers. And pretty much every class had, like... I think every manufacturer had, like... Uh, oh, you had Vladolf as well, which is just massive fire rate weapons. I think that was it, though. Pretty sure that was it. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head for the rest of them, but I'm pretty sure... Oh, you had, ba- you had a, like, a, uh, gearbox weapons. Um, but that was only... But they were... Would- I think you got on for a quest in a DLC, in Nox's DLC. I, I don't think that's... Oh, I might be right. I think you got one for a quest. Um, other than that, you don't really get gearbox weapons. You do in the enhanced edition. I get some really cool ones. You are really cool combat shotgun, or that's explosive shotgun. But yeah. Anyway, and um, I think all the weapon manufacturers basically make all the types of weapons. So I think they all make... I think except for Jacobs, they all pretty much make things... They all make SMGs. They all make repeaters, which are like uh, your regular pistol, and then a revolver, which is obviously a revolver, uh, combat shotguns, snipers, submachine guns, also the combat rifles as well. I'm pretty sure all of them make it. I think Jacobs is the only one that doesn't make certain things. I'm pretty sure Jacobs is the only one that doesn't make... No, they make shotguns. No, they make shotguns, because Sledger's shotguns are... And I think they make everything then, except maybe repeaters. I don't think Jacobs make repeaters, but I'm pretty sure they make fucking everything else, except for... Oh, but they got combat rifles either. But yeah, most most of them make all different types of weapons. Um Mallow one like specialised in elementals, but you can basically get elemental of everything. I think Jacobs is the only weapon manufacturer that doesn't give you an elemental weapon. So elements would be like uh, shock, which really gets shields. Corrosive is good against armour. Fire is good against fire. Fire's is good against fire. Fire's is good against flesh. And then you have like explosive as well, which basically just I think it, all it used to do is you used to fire the bullet. The bullet hit the enemy. I think then I think once the bullet hit the enemy, they took the initial bullet damage and then they took, like, an explosive damage afterwards. Um, Or they took the explosive damage on top of the bullet damage. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but they were kind of fucking cool when you killed an enemy and they just, like, blew up into a thousand pieces like you stuck dynamite up their ass. That was was amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the manufacturers, like, giant corporations, if you imagine them like Google now and Disney and stuff that's what they're going to be in like 200 years when we'll we go to different planets fighting for alien artifacts, killing the local fauna and flora <laughs> with these weapons that shoot fucking lightning and fire <laughs> oh the Google weapons, I can just imagine that now oh my god but, yeah basically the corporations just run everything and they sort of destroyed this planet and abandoned the people who used to work for them and stuff Um but they're really cool, like they're really sick. The uh, You get to see, like, remnants of, like, the Atlas Mines and stuff. And then you can see, like, Hyperion coming in. Um, but then you see, like, Atlas again. When they've come back in the Nox DLC with the Crimson Lance. It's really cool. It is really good, too. I think they're really good. Like, they did a really good job creating these manufacturing manufacturers. I think it was a really good des- idea as well. Because then you can give... I and mean, they don't really have unique traits in this game. But in later Borderlands games, they have, like, really unique traits. Like, or are literally so cheap that it's actually more efficient just to throw the gun away and it explodes and then you destruct a new one you create a new one in your hands, um which is really sick and then like you get underbarrel weapons in borderlands 3 there's so many cool things as well um you can do but i think that's re- i think they did really well with that I, considering how much like how i would say empty there's not much. There's not much meat on the bone when it comes to the Borderlands story. There's, there's very little anything. Like all you literally are doing is hunting down these artifacts, killing anyone that get well, artifacts, the vault key fragments, killing anyone that gets in your way, um, and then finding the vault. That is literally it. Like there's not much to it. But like if you do some of the side quests and like have a look around, there are some cool like there are some cool bits that lean towards what happened um, like, in the coming, like, in the last few years, the, the dozen years, five years, I can't remember, Tannis has been there for a while, um, oh yeah, Tannis, oh my god, I forgot about her, how could I forget about Patricia Tannis, she's the most unhinged character in the game, she is just fantastic, she is so fucking funny, she, she, like, basically, so you have to do this quest, there's this mini quest, uh, side quest that appear every so often, and you have to try and pick up Tannis's, like, uh, echo journals, which are, like, basically like in Bioshock, when you pick up a A log and it talks to you. I think it's like twenty-five in total. So it's five quests of five. Uh, I'm fairly certain it might be five quests of six. I'm one hundred percent sure. Uh, Six quests of five. Sorry, I'm not one hundred percent sure. But each one, she becomes. She slowly gets more and more unwell, and she just becomes the most unhinged character. She starts talking to her. She starts having a relationship with her echo. Her, her Echo device that she walks into, just saying like, why are you talking to me like this, you shouldn't be you get so jealous when I talk to others um, but yeah, she's been on the planet for like I think literally years, because she was one of the people that came with Atlas who we were trying to mine the planet um, and then she was just left there, but I think once you get to like the final journal, it's like day 1000 and something, so she's been there for a good 5-6 years I would say um, we... <laughs> she's just considering it as well though like a day cycle in in pandora is like 92 hours as well as opposed to 24 so she's probably been there longer than that it's probably like three it's probably three times that she might have been there for nearly a decade maybe um depending if she's basing it off of pandoran years or like your uh earth years but either way she's been there for fucking ever um she basically helps you find the vault keys, but she's fantastic honestly she's she's hilarious oh my god <laughs> can't talk about tannis that's so embarrassing so embarrassing. Anyway, back to the weapons. Um, so here, the manufacturers they don't really have many unique things about them, to be honest. Some weapons shoot rockets, which is really cool. Uh, like somewhere earlier, the Masher is like this revolver that's also a shotgun. Um, you get some really, you get some really gimmicky weapons. I mean, all Borderlands do this, but like, there is some weapons that are really gimmicky, like TK's Wave. It's like the shotgun that fires a wave. Uh, so like, it's like I don't know how many pellets it is, like eight or nine pellets, and they go wider and wider, but they're doing like a wave but they're just, it's just trash, because it travels so fucking slow, and it doesn't do much damage even if it hits an enemy, so that's really, unf- that's really sad, like it just it doesn't do anything,
1: <clears throat>
0: oh god, excuse me, Um, but most weapons are cool, there's not much distinction though, so if you pick up like a, uh, so if you pick up like, up like a fire one SMG, and then you pick up a Hyperion, or something else to be fire, I guess Hyperion could be fire, I see Hyperion can't be elemental, I'm pretty sure they can, Hyperion Fire SMG, there's not much difference. Mellow 1 are better like at elemental, so it, a weapon of the same level would have higher elemental damage, I guess, and multiplier. But yeah, there's not much difference between them, to be honest. Um, which is a bit of a shame. But I guess what they were trying to do was quite revolutionary for the time. Where it was just like, you completely randomise all these parts of these guns. Every time you kill an enemy, you find a loot box one bit will be different, and if one bit's different, like, if the barrel's slightly different, it completely, it drastically changes the stats of the gun. So, if you have this revolver, the long-ass barrel, it might do... I don't know, I really know how it works, but it does, like, more damage. But then if you get, basically, all the same parts, except for the barrel that's shorter, and it does, like, less damage, but it's way more fucking accurate or something. Um, that's Um That was sick. That was so cool when I was a kid, looking at it, thinking, like, oh, all these guns are different. Not much different, but they are different. Um, which I thought was really sick which is kind of how Cyberpunk fucked up I probably shouldn't get into that Cyberpunk kind of fucked up because all their guns like if they're common they all look the goddamn same if they're green they all look the goddamn same but anyway I digress I'm now out of tea so sad so so sad Um, I'm trying to think what else there is I guess we'll talk about the DLCs because I used to play the shit out of the DLCs the DLCs were great fun in um, this game, one of the very few games where I actually thought like these DLCs are worth revisiting constantly, besides the fact, like I talked about earlier in the podcast, how the fast travel is complete shit. Other, other than that, they are really good fun. Like, you have Jacob's Cove, where there's this twin of Dr. Z called Dr. Ned, who he keeps saying, I'm totally not Dr. Z. It's like, yes, you are, buddy. He's literally just put a sticker over the Z for an N. It's fantastic. Um, he basically created zombies. Um, you have to take him down, that's really good fun, you have like, uh, what else was there? There was, uh, ugh, under Underdome, no, 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 um, you had the Arm- Armory of General Knox. we have to like, take, like, you meet this Lady Athena who's, you have to try and destroy Atlas basically, because they're destroying the planet and trying to kill you because you're wanted, um, because you killed like, one of their officers and shit, um, and just take down this General Knox, who's the most sadistic, sarcastic bastard I know. He's hilarious. he just doesn't want to do his job. He fucking hates his job. And every time you hear a, every time you hear a voice recording from him on the DLC, he's like, Ugh, here we are again. And he just scolds all the soldiers and generals because they're just, like, they're complete fucking idiots. Like, everyone in this game is an idiot, basically. Every, even the NPCs, who you need to talk to, most of them are complete morons. <laughs> but they've made everyone seem extra dumb, and it's just hilarious. Nox is just constantly like, how do how am I in charge of these fucking... They want me to take over this planet, find these four basically demigod vault hunters, and I've got these fucking idiots working for me. What the Christ am I supposed to do? He's just completely given up. He's just hilarious. Um... But yeah, the story is you're trying to take down General Knox and then get into his armory, like Fort Knox. Um, which in Borderlands One was ass, but in the Enhanced Edition they fucking buffed the shit out of it. Oh my god, it's good in there now. Um, but that was really good fun. Uh, besides the fact the amount of, amount of walking you have to do, there's like one state. So like they built this. So basically, to get around in the Knox DLC, you have to take this. You have to take these, You have to take your vehicles basically. Because there's massive highways, and literally if you walk them, it could genuinely take you like an hour of walking in-game. I kid you not, they are so fucking long. And there's one section, you have to defeat this roadblock, but it goes on for about 35-40 minutes of you running up this roadblock. To get to the side, to destroy it, and then you can reactivate your vehicle, and then you can carry on going. And that is... oh, Why? why, I don't understand why they made this game... I don't want to keep harping on about this fast travel thing, but it's fucking infuriating. How, when they made this game and they were playing it, did they think, you know what? You know what's really fucking fun? Making players walk for 50-plus minutes, shooting an enemy every, I don't know, maybe three minutes, just for the shits and grins of it? Like, that sounds like a lot of fun. We playtest this, and it was golden. Who thought that was a good fucking idea? Because I would like to meet them and give them a slap round the chinny-chin-chin. It is dog shit. They do it in Borderlands 2 as well, to be fair, and pre-sequel but oh oh my god i don't mind if like if it was just loads of enemies i probably wouldn't mind but it's just so much aimless walking across the same fucking highway with the same fucking rocks left and right of you it's so boring um other than that the dlc is fantastic (laughs) don't let me don't let me uh make that sound like it's complete ash but that is that is ash. that is terrible that is just the most dog shit part of the game Uh what's do you have as well what was the dlc was there oh yeah at the end, in the credits of Borderlands One, like they try and change Claptrap into this interplanetary ninja assassin, um, which is amazing. So like he tries to he tries to cause the rogue revolution because Claptrap units are just killed all the time because no one because they're fucking basically Hyperion made them, but they're fucking useless. They have like these dance modules and they don't do what they're told. They don't understand what they're doing. They were designed, but they were designed to be quirky. And unfortunately, the quirkiness overruled, like, their common fucking sense. They can't do anything right. Um, and basically, it starts a robot revolution, and you have to go around just killing dozens of claptraps. And then you have to go and fight previous... <laughs> it's so cool. You have to go around and fight previous... There's, like, three bosses in the game, I think. And you have to fight previous bosses from the DLCs. So f- oh, and the main story. You have to fight Commandant Steel uh dr ned in a zombie form and then um nox when you walk up to oh my god i can't love it so nox is just the best character in the game um you walk up to nox he's he's like oh fuck i'm back again oh no i thought i was free it's like i'm so sorry buddy i'll put you down for good this time You, you 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 can leave this plane of existence it was amazing um but that drops some really good loot, to be fair. Plus, you've got a skill point for completing it, which is I've never really had that. Never happened again in other Borderlands where you get another skill point. Um, but I thought the DLC was really good. It's just the walking man. There was so there's one area where you're walking through this canyon, and there's just nothing. There's like robot skags and that's it. There's just it's like they it's like they built all the models for this DLC, and they sort of just said, you know what, let's make them twenty times bigger. And 30 times further apart from each other. And that's what it felt like in each of the areas. I thought the DLC was cool. And the loot was cool. But that's what it fucking felt like. It was so frustrating. So frustrating. Um, And then... We have the Ugly Duckling. We have the the Black Sheep. The Unwanted Child. Moxie's Underdome. Oh my god. I could run about this DLC for hours. But I'm not going to. Um... In its entirety, it is dog shit. However, there is one thing it does, and it gives you bank space. Before this DLC, you had no access to a bank, and you were capped about how much backpack space you had. Basically, you had to find broken claptraps in the world, fix them, and they gave you a little uh, upgrade SDU, storage deck upgrade, and you click it, and it gave you three more backpack spaces. So if you had maxed all those out and you had like some insane loot for your level, but you ran out of spaces, you you physically couldn't put your loot anywhere unless you made a new character and you just traded it, uh, which I had to do sometimes. I had to make a new character, use my second PlayStation Three controller, drop my sh- trade my shit over to my other character, and then be like, okay, here you go, you can you can have this now. Um, hold this for now so I don't lose it. But they introduced bank space and you could buy upgrades to the bank space, which was amazing. Like that was that was so good. The rest of the DLC, however, oh, hot shit. So basically, what it sounds like is you first meet Moxie here, who is just an absolute badass. Um, but she has this Underdome, which is literally. It's just a battle arena, a free for all battle arena. And basically, you, you can go in there and you can win prizes. The problem is. Oh, my sweet Jesus. It is so fucking long. It is so long. So long. It just takes forever to do absolutely fucking anything in that DLC. Like, I think there's, like, 50 rounds or something ridiculous. And then you have waves within the rounds. And then you have bosses. And then you have, like, badass rounds. And you uh, it's, just, um, it's, it's just too long. And I remember doing it once where I got to, like, really high level. And um, I died because I got killed by a barrel. And I got stuck. And obviously you can't move because fight for your life is absolute shit. It doesn't work at all. It's trash. It's dog shit. was part of the game besides the fast travel, 100%. And then I lost. I was like, I, I don't want to do this again. Not one part of that was fun because you ran out of ammo so quickly. It was so hard to heal. Your action skill takes forever to recharge. And some of the level of bosses are just... It's like basically just doing the bosses over and over again when you get into the higher waves. It was just trash. And the only thing you fucking got at the end was a single skill point. After doing every single wave of every single round and every single boss fight... <laughs> That's all you got. It just wasn't worth it. It was shit. Trash. Awful. One of the... Genuinely? I, I don't know. Is it one of the worst DLCs I have ever played in my life? I'm trying to think... I think it's up there. i try trying to think of, like, other things, but I, I, I don't know. I, it's, j- it's just horseshit. Like, not one part of it was fun. Um, but yeah, that was just... Oh, that was it. But how are we doing for time 53 minutes? Christ, I've been keeping you guys too long. All right, I guess we'll have to just uh, wind this down now. Um, I think I need to give this thing a score. I don't know what to score it out of, to be honest. I was thinking 10 out of 10, but unless someone has a better idea at 10 out of 10, what I could do, or some concept or idea, please let me know. Because 10 out of 10 is boring as shit. Um, and to be fair, considering the amount of bad things I talked about this game like for 25 20 straight minutes i they don't deduct too much some things do like the amount of fucking walking you have to do the fast travel system um and the fact you can't refight bosses for loot uh that will but honestly i'd probably give this i don't want nostalgia to like play a big role in this because the enhanced edition is actually really good um that would give that a better score but only because it fixes stuff um but i think the basic honestly i'd probably give this game like an eight out of ten in terms of entertainment, because of the weapons and stuff, the characters, the war Hunters are so much fun, some of the characters you meet along the way are just hilarious, um, some of the side quests you do are just stupid, um, some of the enemies are hilarious as well, um, I just think, it deserves a decent score, it has bad things, I, I would deduct one for the, far, the amount of walking you have to do, and I would deduct another one for, fight for your life, not so much the fighting bosses, but they're just, those two things are so infuriating, I can my brain cannot process how annoyed i am at them they're just fucking ridiculous um but i think that'll be it but if anyone has a any bit of ideas t- so 8 out of 10 if anyone has any better ideas please let me know because i don't have anything <laughs> that would be great thank you um but anyway i'm gonna head out of here guys thank you so much for listening if you want to see me play these games i always play them every thursday on my twitch channel just james a-t-u-p on over at twitch um that's only every thursday i usually play them during the week um but i will try and play i always dedicate a day to just streaming them so it might be the start of the game might be midway through the game and then i'll try and record these on saturday to get them out for like the weekend and stuff Um, but hopefully i can get some more guests on there and we do have a discord as well if you come by the twitch and you put exclamation mark discord you can then join in and we have a podcast section under our channel so you can give me some suggestions uh, i'd rather play games i haven't played and preferably games that are cheap because i am not flush so that would be grand especially older games like if we, i mean oh, i don't mean old games in like borderline 2009 i'm talking like the 90s and 80s um considering like i have nintendo online and we can do like snes and NES games there's 64 options uh they released the game boy advance and game boy ones there's so many games so many games those catalogs i never played as a kid Um, I was never a Nintendo kid, I was a Pokemon kid, so I would love to try some of those games out, if you guys can give me some suggestions, that'd be fantastic, but other than that, thank you guys for putting up with me for like an hour, I appreciate it, and I will see you all next time.